8,070,859,432. This is the current population as reported by the 2022 UN revision for the latest updates for this year. This population is ever growing and it is a fact that we as a species are realizing more and more with every passing day. Wars in the East, famine all throughout the world. It seems like overpopulation is just another one of those issues to add on the block of discussions with your family during Thanksgiving. However, it is currently projected that by 2100, there will be 10 billion people on Earth. And so the question comes up, how do we feed all of those people? And does hydroponics and aeroponics potentially offer a solution? Well, let's talk about the science behind that. Welcome to the science behind that with Atticus Hamilton. Hello all you scientists and welcome on back to the Science Behind That Podcast. I'm your host Atticus Hamilton and as you've heard from the intro today we're going to be talking about aeroponics and hydroponics. Um, Now I know that uh, I haven't done an episode in a long time uh, but at the very least I can promise you that I've got uh, this week uh, of good episodes coming to you. Uh, I also heard that I have a new um, listener living in uh, Minnesota, so a special welcome to him. Uh, I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoy my podcast. I hope you are, you learn something, and um, I guess at the end of the day as well, I I hope that you know not just to to you, but to everybody that listens to the podcast. I hope that you know at the end of. Uh, of these episodes, it inspires you or encourages you to question everything and to look at things, everything in your life, uh, critically. Um, because I think that's definitely missing in society. We need more people, um, who aren't afraid to, to question and to, um, you know, a- ask the questions that that other people are too afraid of, because that's how progress marches forwards. No- nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, I invite you to grab yourself a nice steaming hot cup of coffee, add a little bit of maple syrup to it, and we're going to jump right in. So, as you've heard from the episode, we're talking about aeroponics and hydroponics today. Um both of which are very fascinating technologies uh, and potentially, just like lab-grown meat, may serve as a potential solution down the line to Earth's overpopulation issue. Um, So just going to the data here, as you heard from the intro, Earth's population is over 8 billion, and um, by the year 2100, it's projected that uh, the population will be at um, let's see, what is this? Uh, by July 1st, 2100, the world population should be at 10,349,323,038 people. Um, 
yeah, so it, it's uh interesting, interesting statistic there to look at. Um, and according to the data as well, um, currently uh, for 2023, the population rate has been growing at 0.88%, um, which is down uh, from 2022. And, uh, or sorry, it's up from 2022 um, and from 2021. Um, so the population as a whole is increasing, but the population trends, uh, in terms of percent increase are decreasing. The growth rate percentage is decreasing. Um, in nine, in, uh, 2020, it was plus 0.98% and in 2019, it was 1.06%. Uh, and so we're, we're trending downwards here, which is kind of interesting, um, and in 1963, I guess the population growth rate was 2.21%. The highest since 1951. So, uh, nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, what are hydroponics and aeroponics? And, um, you know, today we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about why uh, I'm, I'm focusing so much on population because it is important and at the end of the day we're going to have to come up with solutions of you know how to feed how to feed 10 billion people basically so what are aeroponics well aeroponics and hydroponics are similar um they are both mechanisms of growing crops and plants without the use of soil but they're a little bit different so aeroponics is um Basically, when the plants themselves are growing in a in air, so the roots are just in air. They're not in water. They're not in soil. They're not in a growth media, but they're being misted every couple minutes by a nutrient-rich media from sprayers. So basically, you have a cup with a weird sort of biodegradable foam in it that a seed is planted in, and the roots grow out of that foam, much like we see with hydroponics. Um, but instead of going into a basin of water, they're just ex- in exposed air. And then every few minutes or so, I believe it's like every minute, the roots are misted with a uh, liquid nutrient media. That's usually like water mixed with fertilizer. So what what are the advantages of... Um, Hydropon or sorry, aeroponics. Well, aeroponics are very water efficient. They use around 95% less irrigation than plants grown in the soil. Um, and because of this efficiency, it is possible to grow a very, very high quantity of food in relatively small indoor locations, indoor areas compared to hydroponics, right? Um, And aeroponics also allows the potential for vertical farms. So generally with hydroponics, because we all know for the most part what hydroponics are, right? Hydroponics, it's the same concept as aeroponics, except when the roots break out of that foam cup thing, they go into a basin of water and fertilizer. And it's basically you know, like growing it in soil, except instead of soil, it's water. 
And you can't make that a vertical system generally. It needs to be large surface or large um, flat tanks that can grow a, a, a large number of crops, but that's a, a larger area that needs to be covered compared to aeroponics, which can be grown vertically. Um, and the nice, the other nice thing about aeroponics as well is because the systems generally are vertical and they are extremely efficient. You don't have fertilizer runoff into rivers that we see all the time with traditional farming. Um, and so I'm going to get into that in a minute here. Um, so th those are the general advantages of aeroponics. Um, and the, the, the disadvantages of aeroponics is that they're very finicky. Um, they are very uh, technologically advanced systems. And like everything, generally speaking, the more technologically advanced you get, the more moving parts you get. And uh, the more moving parts you get, the higher uh, risk there is for breakage for something going wrong. Um, and, and that happens with aeroponics. If, you know, because the the roots need to be misted very, very frequently, if you have a, a generator power failure and the power goes offline for a certain amount of time, longer than uh, the intervals between misting, you could run the risk of the roots drying out, which would sacrifice crop yield. Um other issues could be that it it would require a large amount of energy um, in terms of light because while it is possible to do aeroponic uh, growth systems with natural light, most of them use high-powered um, grow lights, which require a lot of electricity. And, you know, then the question becomes, well, where are you getting that electricity from and blah, blah, blah is a really you know, climate friendly, but that's a, a topic for another day because the question today is, can we feed 10 billion people? So overall, you know, my opinion is that aeroponics present a potential solution to our population crisis, right? But how do they stack up against hydroponics? Well, like I mentioned hydroponics it's basically aeroponics but instead of air it's water right or traditional farming but instead of soil you're just growing it in a reservoir uh, of water and so what would be the benefits of this well generally be it's less sophisticated than aeroponics there's more room for error with aeroponics you know if if your misters get clogged or if they're not properly maintained then the roots don't get misted and they can desiccate. You don't really have that issue with hydroponics. Um, the Because you're dealing with large volumes of water, generally there's more leniency in the ratio of water to fertilizer. So if you put in too much or too little, it's not going to be as detrimental as it would be with a aeroponics system. And of course, the the other benefit uh, of hydroponics is that um, much like aeroponics, it does offer a higher a higher potential yield of vegetation than traditional farming does, because you don't need massive acres of land to grow corn if you're growing corn indoors in a hydroponic system. 
um, because the corn plants can be grown closer together and in higher density with very controlled nutrient release, which results in them growing uh, bigger and you getting a bigger yield. Now, some of the drawbacks would be, what do you do with that wastewater? Because you will have to drain those tanks um, and clean them, at, unlike with aeroponic systems. So what do you do with that wastewater? Now, you could properly treat it and remove any excess nutrients, but the likelihood of that happening in 100% of scenarios is very unlikely. So you would potentially have a nutrient runoff risk like you do in rivers with traditional farming. And so why is that an issue? What does that mean? Well, if you have a massive farm, let's say it's a, um, a soybean farm. So you have a soybean farmer and he's just, you know, trying to grow crops to feed his family, which is, you know, fine. Um, but he's trying to grow these crops and so he uses fertilizer, the soybeans grow, um, and then it rains. And all that fertilizer, or the vast majority of it, gets run out of the fields into the neighboring river system because most farms have to be by rivers for proper irrigation or some sort of water source. The river will carry all that uh, nutrients to the ocean and it will create a dead zone. We have seen this happen in the Gulf of Mexico from the Mississippi. We have seen this happen in Chesapeake Bay. Now, what is a dead zone? A dead zone is an area of very little oxygen because of nutrient runoff. That nutrient runoff causes an algae bloom, and the algae utilize up all the oxygen in the water along with the nutrients from the fertilizer, causing a dead zone, um, killing sea life and um, creating an area of water that is very oxygen depleted, which makes it difficult for many organisms to survive. And that is a big issue we see today with um, current farming techniques. Um, and hydroponics might have a similar issue, albeit probably not to the same extent that modern farming uh, techniques currently uh, have. So the question then becomes, are these procedures or are these I guess new methods I mean aeroponics isn't really new it was first started in the 1920s um, however the modern version of aeroponics we see kind of came about in the 1990s and the early 2000s but the the next question in my opinion becomes then is it possible to apply this on a large scale and the question is yes um, in fact, in 2004, a company called AeroFarms, which is in Newark, New Jersey, um, established what is today the largest aeroponic growing system in the world. Um, their whole mission is to fight the global hunger crisis through sustainable agriculture. Um, and currently, their uh, vertical farm facility is 70,000 feet and produces 2 million pounds of food every year using 95% less water than traditional um, setups. And since 2004, other aeroponic systems have started 
in California, Massachusetts, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, um, the Middle East, and um, not now Nigeria. Um, in uh, Saudi Arabia, Jeddah Farm is the first aeroponic system in the Middle East, um, and so far it is self-sustaining, profitable, and providing um, fresh produce to urban centers. Now, granted, this is Saudi Arabia, so, you know, I can't get specific data, uh, specific metrics about, you know, how much it's produced or how much uh, produce they produce, but it is a start. There is another aeroponics farm in Japan that is 3,000 square meters outside of Kyoto and it produces over 20,000 heads of lettuce per day. So these systems are possible to do and to do on a large scale and they potentially offer a at least a part of a solution to our projected worsening um, food insecurity issue in the future. Now, the other part of this is if you were to, you know, apply aeroponic farms on a massive scale, how do you make sure that the small town, the small family farmers don't get run out of business and lose their jobs? That's a question for another day, I can't answer that. Um, but but the science shows that this technology of aeroponics and or hydroponics, personally, I think aeroponics is the best, but the science shows that this technology potentially offers us a part of the broad solution to food insecurity. Now, if we can you know, apply aeroponic practices with MTA and um, lab-grown meat, then that would be, in my opinion, the solution to world hunger and um, food insecurity. What is MTA, you ask? Multitropic aquaculture. And um, not this Friday, but next Monday, we are going to be discussing the science behind multitropic aquaculture um, that is something that I'm personally very passionate uh, about or passionate in. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I hope you enjoy Friday's episode as well. Um, and remember, ladies and gentlemen, have a fantastic week. I'll see you on Friday and stand up and question everything.